Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanics.com. Today we're talking about failing 2-liter turbo intake manifolds. This is episode 20 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. This is the very first failed parts video that I had ever done, and I actually labeled it as a podcast. While going forward, I don't think most of the other failed parts videos will be part of the quote-unquote podcast, I left this one in here because I think the content is really good and you don't have to actually watch what I'm doing to understand how this manifold failures. Plus, we're about three years removed from this failure, and it is one of those that it's almost a guarantee your 2-liter turbo, CCTA, CBFA, and the Audi equivalent engine codes has probably had an intake manifold replaced. So I will go ahead and leave that in. Also, today's episode was brought to you by the good folks, my good friends, over at shopdap.com. Paul and the boys do a great job over there. They're kind of the VW Audi parts experts who I go to typically when I have a question about said VW Audi or Volkswagen parts. So if you're looking for something for your Volkswagen or Audi, hit them up at shopdap.com. Real quick, I want to remind you guys, if you like what I deliver for you, you like the show, you like the blog, you like the video series, you can help support it by joining the crew membership program. This will get you exclusive content, discounts you can't get anywhere else to places like Eurowise, Sonic Tools, MyCanic, Scanner Danner's Diagnostic Book, and more. You also get access to the VW Audi training manuals that we build for our classes that we teach. All you have to do to learn more is to click on crew members over on the website or in the description of this audio podcast, there is a link that'll take you right there. I have a broken part that we're going to talk about the uh, who, what, why, where, when, and how of failure. Today we're going to be talking about the intake manifold, specifically the runner on a CCTA engine, which is the 2.0 liter turbo Volkswagen Audi engine. Before I get rolling and open up the box and talk about this, um, exciting news. This is actually the very first sponsored Humble Mechanic podcast. Today we're sponsored by DeutschAutoParts.com. Um, great service, great selection, ton of parts, um, awesome prices. I personally know the guys over there. They're all really awesome. Um, check them out, DeutschAutoParts.com. I'll make sure I put a link in the show notes today. Um, thank you guys so much for sponsoring today's show. That's really cool. That helps me uh, you know, keep these shows going for you guys. So um, that's really awesome. If you're looking at buying some Volkswagen Audi parts, check them out. I'll put a link again in the show notes for you guys. Um, if you have a part that you want me to talk about, a failed Volkswagen Audi part, shoot me an email and let me know, charles at humblemechanic.com. Put something like failed part in the, uh, in the subject line so that I know, you know where, to, where to send the email and store it and uh, go through and look at parts. So with that, I'm going to open up the toolbox and we are going to take a look at this intake manifold. All right, we are in the toolbox now. Um, we're taking a little bit closer look at the CCTA intake manifold. Again, this is a 2.0 liter turbo intake manifold off of, boy, anything from uh, like an late 08 EOS, Golf, uh, Jetta, Passat, CC. So this, this particular thing, a Tiguan, is in a ton of cars. And, uh, you know, we, we really do replace a whole lot of them. So first I want to talk about how it fails. Um, Generally, you'll know you have a bad intake manifold when your check engine light comes on and you have a fault for your intake manifold. Um, generally, these don't come with any type of drivability issues, um, at least not drivability issues that most people would, would notice. Um, there is a rare occasion where it does actually have a drivability issue, 
and your check engine light will be on. You'll have a fault for some part of the intake runner, but you'll most likely have also boost faults or um, system lean faults or idle faults. Um, when that happens, it's generally this piece that pops out, and you can visibly see that while this intake manifold is installed in the car. Um, you've just be basically created a huge, huge, huge air leak. So um, usually you don't know that you have a specifically have an intake manifold fault or a problem until your check engine light comes on and, uh, and you have a fault stored for it. So um, let's talk about what exactly does fail. Uh, like I said, this is one failure where this arm that attaches to the runners does come out. It creates a big vacuum leak, like I said, and that's really the only time you'll get um, a real legitimate drivability concern. Also, what I've seen fail is the solenoid right down here. Um, it can fail electronically. I've seen the sensor right here fail. Um, I've seen one with a wiring issue, but I think that was due to uh, a workmanship issue of someone else replacing the intake manifold um, and having, <clears throat> having a, a problem getting it put back together right. Um, basically, the, the truth of the matter is, is no matter what fails on this intake manifold, it doesn't really matter. None of these parts are available separately. So in order to replace any of these parts on the intake manifold, you get to buy an entire new intake manifold. So, um, you know, I know there's guys that will spend a ton of time testing it. They'll go through each component and testing it. Personally, I think that's kind of a waste of time because if you have a failure of this intake manifold, uh, like I said, you got to buy a new one anyway. So the specific failure part doesn't really matter unless you're just curious, like we're talking about today, you know. This one, this particular one failed, this arm popped out, and that's why it was replaced. Um, you know, if we were trying to get, maybe if this solenoid was available separately right here, um, we might do a little bit more heavy diagnosis and, uh, and find the exact problem. But since you pretty much get a whole manifold, you basically put a manifold on it. So how do we test this? I know I just said it doesn't really matter, but let's talk about testing a little bit anyway. Um, Visual inspection is key, uh, especially when you do have this, this runner that pops off. Um, that's, it's obvious that that's happened. You can look at, you know, when you look at it in the vehicle, you're kind of looking at the intake manifold about like that. So if you tilt your head to the side, it's really easy to see this piece right here, and you'll see it popped out like that. So that one's really easy to see. Um, we can do a vacuum test. We can put a vacuum pump on this. We can put a vacuum pump here. We can also check, this is supply vacuum right here on this, that fitting right there. Um, so we can make sure we got good supply vacuum. That was an issue on some of the earlier ones where the line would get clogged or pinched or something like that, but I haven't seen that happen in a really long time. We can also output test that solenoid. We can, you know, I don't generally recommend applying straight power to those solenoids. Um, if we have a scan tool, we can output test it that way. That's really the best way. We can also do a visual inspection with an assistant. And basically when you rev the engine over 3,800 RPM, that's when the, uh, the arm should move. And you'll see, you'll see the arm move. Now you won't see the runners actually move, but you'll be able to see, uh, see this arm right here move and, uh, you know, that'll let you know at least power's good, ground is good, vacuum supply is good. 
We just don't know what's happening inside the intake manifold. So all of it's pretty easy tests. You know, this testing of this can be 15 minutes at most. Um, again, a lot of times it doesn't really matter because the repair is going to be the same. So what do we do to replace this? Well, it just so happens that the sponsor of the day today, uh, and I did a great video on how exactly to replace this. We go step by step through the replacement process. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, so if you are out of warranty and you need to replace this on your own, you can buy it from Paul. Um, and he's got a great video on, uh, on how to replace that part. So it's not a terribly hard thing to do. Um, it does require a couple of tools. Um, it requires a little bit of finesse. You do need to be really careful. Uh, there's a couple of screws that if you over tighten them, they'll pull threads out of the cylinder head. I've seen that happen a few times. Um, it's not a terribly hard fix to, <laughs> to fix that mistake, but if we don't have to fix a mistake, that's really the way I like to roll. While you have the intake manifold off, it's also a really good time to replace your injector seals. Um, it's a good time to pull the injectors out and inspect them for carbon buildup. It's a good time to evaluate your intake runners in the cylinder head and uh, look at the backs of the valves. They'll be exposed. It's very easy to see. Um, so it may be a good time for an intake cleaning as well as an intake manifold replacement. Uh, again, proper torque, very important. You don't want to strip out any of the holes in the cylinder head. Also, when you're replacing these, and I think we mentioned it in the video, um, you're bolting things into plastic, so you don't want to over-tighten the screws for the throttle body or, uh, or any of the stuff that we bolt on to, uh, to the intake manifold. So um, this is a pretty common failing part. Uh, so common that Volkswagen has offered a warranty extension on a lot of them, not all of them. Let me be clear, this does not have a warranty extension on every engine. So if you have this problem, um, before you assume that it's going to be covered under warranty, you need to call the dealership, have them run your VIN, and see if you qualify for the warranty extension. So, uh, you know, don't just assume that it's under warranty. And if it's not, like I said, it's not a terribly hard DIY, um, I would say average to average plus skilled person um, working on cars could do this job fairly easily. Uh, under warranty, it's about a three-hour job. A lot of us have gotten quite a bit, quite a bit faster than that at it. Um, it's something that I don't mind doing in the shop all the time. It's pretty easy. The only car that's a little trickier than the rest of them, the GTIs have that noise pipe that comes up, and the Tiguans have, uh, you know, you're standing up and leaning in a little bit further, so... Uh, makes it a little more challenging, but not too bad. Like I mentioned, this is an incredibly common issue with this generation of vehicle. The part has actually been updated since this video came out, actually very recently, just earlier this year, to provide a new design arm, as well as a new design runner setup, and it now has a different solenoid. I did a video all about that that I'll try and link up in the description so you can check it out. Hey, if you guys are digging what I'm doing on the audio podcast and like these shows, do me a favor head over to iTunes and leave it a review and let me know what you think. If you think it's worth five stars, that's awesome. If you think it's worth less, well, that's awesome too. Either way, I really do appreciate you guys doing that for me. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and of course on YouTube. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.